All right, welcome back to another great episode of Dan on Top. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz, and today we have with us Greg Scully, the founder of Real Wealth Solutions. Greg, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Dan. Thanks. How are you? Doing great. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to join us. We really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Appreciate the opportunity. Awesome. Well, hey, we've got a lot to talk about today, but before we get into the what of what you do, I want to know more about the who. So tell our viewers, who is Greg Scully? Um, I'm Greg Scully. Yeah, I am a real estate investor. I'm in Johnson City, Tennessee here via Palmer, Alaska. So we are recent transplants after spending 40 years in Alaska. Uh, did a little bit of entrepreneurship back then, got the real estate bug. Uh, things started to coalesce here in Tennessee. So we, uh, about 18 months ago, uh, sold everything and moved down here. And now we're doing real estate full-time uh, along with the apartment joint ventures and syndications. We also do an occasional flip with my partner and that's that's the consensus of it. Awesome, fantastic. So I know execution is very big for you. So tell us how you stay focused on execution. Yeah, I've been getting into that much more lately as we've gotten busier. It, it is really just a, a focus on being very disciplined with my calendar. Um, I pretty much at this point, if it's, if it's not on my calendar, it, it doesn't get done. Uh, as, as, as things get busier, your, your time tends to define itself. Um, and so I've just gotten much more regimented with that to the point that we're even, uh, you know, planning our leisure time. And I, I used to think that discounted the quality of that time somehow that it, that it had to be put on the calendar. I realize it's probably the inverse. If, uh, if it means a lot to you, you, you'll make time for it to happen. And, and then I'm also just implementing some things from, from the book Deep Work, which I found very valuable as a, you know, multitudes of books that I've read on, on execution. That one really uh, talked to me quite a bit. And then the, the four disciplines of execution that was talked about in deep work quite a bit. We're actually implementing uh, those strategies as well. So just just continued focus on what matters, uh, doing everything we need to do day to day, but then making sure we carve out time for the things that will really move the needle. Yeah, absolutely. Talk, talk to us about some of your major takeaways from that book. Uh, deep work... Um, was more about uh, a, a lot of the time blocking things. Uh, he was uh, very uh, kind of poo-pooing social media quite a bit. And, and I'm a bit in that camp. Uh, I use it. I try to utilize it. Um, I think there is a lot of uh, cherry picking bias on, on social media. I actually thought about hashtagging myself, the social media curmudgeon a little bit because I, I tend to be very cynical and skeptical about it. So I, I, a lot of that was just use it as a tool, just like any practitioner would use something in their toolbox. Uh, so get in, get out. Uh, the, the four disciplines of execution, I'll touch on that one a little bit because uh, I think it's the last couple chapters of deep work touched on that. And that that is where uh, the focus goes from, yes, you have to do everything in what they call the whirlwind day to day, but you have to make time for, they call it a wildly important goal. And then it's, it's, it's basically that book is a system 
that can apply to real estate, to personal goals, to fitness, whatever. Um, it gives you the infrastructure to uh, to achieve every you know things that have to be done in order to really grow your business. In addition to the stuff that you have to do every day. Sure. Yeah, those, that's some great information there. So let's uh, let's shift it back to uh, to what you're doing in real estate. Talk to us a little bit about underwriting and, and maybe the difference between conservative underwriting and defensible underwriting. Yeah, that's uh, that's been thrown around a lot. Uh, conservative underwriting, something everybody claims to be, but somehow it seems hard to quantify. Um, and occasionally some conservative conservative underwriting strategies have to do with rules of thumb. Maybe, you know, saying your exit cap rate, cap rate will be, uh, you know, 500 basis points in reversion. But why are you really doing, really doing that? Is it because that's the industry quote unquote standard? Because I can go and find three or four articles of what the quote-unquote industry standard is for your terminal value calculation, and each one will be a little bit different. So defensible underwriting is actually getting very deep into your localized market. This is a very micro market industry, as far as I'm concerned, real estate investing is. Uh, And using the metrics that, that apply and you can point to a reason for instead of just saying oh that's just what uh, the book said sure yeah that, that makes sense i think that it's it's very important to be able to defend your numbers and have them make sense i think oftentimes investors will try to skew things to make a deal uh, you know feel good but that's definitely uh, you know a red flag and a recipe for disaster it's really important yeah and you know and also it can go on the the positive side too because if you if you're in phoenix or something and and you're underwriting five or seven percent rent growth some people would be like wow that's really aggressive but it's actually what's happening mm-hmm. so the defensible underwriting is also having the want to say courage but you know give the market credit for what it's doing and if you can see that, you know, a five or seven percent rent growth is is by supply and demand standards, something that can be achievable for the next couple of years. I would say give your underwriting credit for that. There's no yeah. reason to say it's only going to be three percent if supply and demand says something to the contrary. Yeah, it's really calling it what it is. Yeah, yeah. It'd be for, yeah, being able to call it what it is and not just saying, you know, this is it kind of goes back to the rule of thumb thing. I think when, when you're getting started, it's a great way to, to, to dip your toe into things and, and, and learn the parameters of it. But once you start doing real deals and real markets, the everything's very specific. Um, and, and, you, and you just have to abide by what the market's doing. Sure. So I understand that you're quite focused on, on hosting and being a guest on podcasts and, and different shows. Why is that? It, it kind of went back to my social media I, struggle, I guess, uh, for lack of a better word. You know, I make time for it. That's one of the things that's in my calendar. I realize it's necessary for my business. Um, I tend to be a little bit cynical about a lot of the things that are on there. But what I did find was I considered the podcast 
uh, these long form conversations to be as much social media as anything. So I said, well, why not double down on the things that I enjoy and what and what I think is in, is important for education are these longer conversations. So we host a podcast as well. Um, and I've just found getting, you know, three or four layers deep into a conversation uh, can be extremely helpful for education when you're talking to real people about real deals yeah. and theory can be applied to, uh, you know, what somebody's actually experiencing. Yeah, it's also a great way to connect with people, right? Because then you leverage each other's audiences. Yeah. And, and, you know, you never know who's watching this that might reach out to you, and then you guys can do a deal together. So it's really a powerful synergy. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, the networking side of it is huge. This is a, a partnership-type business. Um, the, the faster that you can find like-minded people, you know, the better. So, you, you, and it's a comfort level thing. I'm not super comfortable doing it all the time, but a lot of entrepreneurship is that. You have to yeah. be willing to do things that you might not be, you know, might not be in your wheelhouse all the time, but, you just got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No question about it. So before you had mentioned um, time blocking and organization, I'm wondering if you have a favorite hack for organization specifically. My hack ended up being dumbing it down because mm-hmm. I started to look at apps. I looked at Asana. We dabbled with Podio. And I'm just like, every time I want to create a checklist, do I really want to just use a new app? So I'm from the school of find what works for you and, and continue with it. So now it's Google Calendar and like the memo <laughs> list that came on my Samsung G9 or whatever. So it's just it's a really good list and being very adamant about using my calendar and then doing things as they occur. So if you you have a quick phone call with your partner you're like hey you know i need to get those wiring instructions out um i'll make sure i email that or i'll do it on mondays is take that extra 30 45 seconds to do it right after the conversation ad because uh it's tripped me up too many times that i'm like well you know i'll just do it after dinner and lo and behold you know there's a hockey game on exactly yeah that's super important (laughs) That's super important. I think that, you know, as a broker, especially when I was new in the industry, I was making, you know, a thousand calls, twelve hundred calls a month. Yeah. And I remember those days where I said, you know what? I'll just put my notes in my CRM at the end of the day. And end of the day came and went. My memory wasn't like it was when I did the activity. And I think that's so powerful. It's so simple, but it's so profound. Is if we have something that needs to be done, get it done now and move on. That keeps us in flow, keeps us jiving, keeps us moving in a positive forward direction. Yeah, and, and it allows you to uh, to brain dump a little bit after mm-hmm. an important conversation because there'll be details of it that will still be fresh in your mind that maybe, you know, four or five hours later, you may still remember, but for, for whatever reason, you might not put the same emphasis on them. So, uh, yeah, I think, you know, just doing things, uh, tracking things or planning things when they're fresh uh, really pays off. And it gives yeah. you ability to forget about it too and yes. move on to the other thing. Get it out. Right. That's absolutely Yeah, get it out. You. 100%. 100%. So t- talk to us about data. In your opinion, Greg, is, is most data even relevant for our business? Uh, it, no. 
I mean, most data in the, in the straightest uh, sense of, you know, uh, capstone report that talks about uh, median one bedroom income in 50 unit and above complexes in suburban, you know, what does that really mean to me? It might give you some sense of the industry in general, but my properties are in a specific zip code in Johnson City, Tennessee. And uh, I, the, the caution is against giving good news that is industry-wide credit for what is going on in your specific market. And I think that can be a, a little bit of a, of a slip up. It's like, don't, don't, you know, it's not all good news out there, first of all, and, and, and be focused on what is driving your markets that you're focused in rather than uh, nationwide data. Sure. So talk to us about your thoughts on timing the market. Well, I mean, yeah, people say, well, you can't time the market. I'm like, every time you buy and sell, you're timing the market because <laughs> uh, you're, you're, Entering or entering, enter, entering or exiting at a specific time. Yeah. Um, so you have made some decision that this is either a good or bad time or just a time to get in it. Um, it it's, it's really, it's just that cut and dry. I don't think uh, you are timing the market every time you transact. Um, and uh, I think it's just a reality check that if you thought about it for a second, you'd be like, okay, I, I'm absolutely timing the market every time that uh, I make a decision. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. I appreciate you sharing that. So listen, based on all of your experience, Greg, I would love if you could share your top three pieces of advice for our viewers. Uh, yeah, I would say educate yourself. I mean, I did not come up in this industry as a career. I did 20 years W-2 work back home, and then we had, we had a, a small business. Um, so um, if you're, you know, if you didn't get a formal education in this and you're looking to get in a, into real estate of, of, of any kind, spend a decent amount of time educating yourself. There's plenty of, of, of stuff out there for free or paid I did multiple paid uh, education programs. I found them extremely valuable. I think the key to that side of it is actually following through and, and executing yes. on the roadmap that people are laying out for you. I th what they do is it kind of condenses a lot of the free information into a platform and a roadmap, usually with some kind of network surrounding it that can really accelerate your your time frame. Um, the second one I would say is like find like-minded people. I, I, you can go at this alone. Uh, I think it's far more difficult that way. Uh, you know, unless you're loaded, uh, you know, money does go a long way in this business because uh, you can partner with other people that might have the experience. Uh, so there, are, you know, basically there are different pieces of the puzzle that have to be brought together. So spend time networking, you know, get it to your local meetup, get online uh, uh, and just start making connections. And a lot of that just seems to organically 
happen. You know, if you spend enough time networking, you'll see the same people, you'll figure out who's doing the same thing you are, you know, that you that you will genuinely get along with them. Um, if you can get along on somewhat of a friendship basis, you probably have a good chance of getting along in a, in a business ship basis. And uh, the third one is take action. So, yep. you know, you can be an education jockey, you can be a book jockey, you can read book after book after book on how to plan your day or how to execute. Eventually, you need to uh, you know grab one or two of them and just implement them. Love it. So, so yeah, educate just, yourself. Just find like-minded people. Don't go it alone. And then one of my favorites, number three, is take action. I can't tell you how many times I've heard massively successful guests on this show share that as a key piece of advice. So, hey, listen, Greg, we've got about one minute left. Do you want to kind sure. of switch roles here? And maybe is there anything you wanted to ask me? Well, from the commercial broker, hey, bro, is this the top of the market? What's going on? Oh, such a hard question to answer. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's, it's a good question. It's a fair question. Yeah. I think about it every single day. And, you know, we've been hearing for years, Greg, that we, you know, the phrase of we only have so much runway left. And at this point, I mean, COVID really accelerated things, really pushed cap rates down. I would say like this, if this isn't the bottom, this is pretty damn close. And that's one of like one of those national kind of things that we're talking about. I think the runway is different in different it markets. It is. It is. It is. So, it, it yeah. is. And, and just to clarify, when I say the bottom, I'm, I always look at things from a cap rate perspective. So, I mean, is this the bottom yeah, of cap right. rates, the, the height of prices? So, we'll see. But listen, the bottom line is if you own property, you need to get it evaluated and you should strongly consider an exit right now because the market is on fire. Yep. We're considering that today on a property so i'm right there with you hey listen greg thank you so much for joining us you added a tremendous amount of value to our viewers and we really appreciate having you uh you're welcome dan i appreciate the opportunity again have a have a fantastic day will do well hey i'm dan lukowitz this has been another great episode of dan on top stay tuned and we'll look forward to seeing you soon